Are you with your Bible? Are you with your Bible? Open with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. God is going to be opening up to us some mysteries today. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will help you to catch these mysteries that makes a difference. These mysteries have been hidden for ages. But now times are going to be revealed to us for our own glorification. Romans chapter 8. I'll read from verse 9. Romans chapter 8, from verse 9. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, say who, who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. When we look at this passage of scripture, there are three very important mysteries of the kingdom that God is unveiling to us. First of all, the word of God is very categorical here. He said, you are not in the flesh. It's presumed that he's talking to Christians who have been baptized, who know who they are in God. Some, after their baptism and after their union with Jesus, they still believe that their life is from the flesh. But he said, no, you are not of the flesh, but you are in the spirit. We're going to be looking at what it means to live in the flesh and to live in the spirit. He said, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, as the Spirit of God comes into your life, it immediately manifests himself in a very unique way where you begin to live from the realms of the Spirit. Now he says, if anyone does not have that spirit, he is not of Christ. So Christ's ownership over you is exercised by the indwelling of his spirit in your heart. The indwelling of the spirit of Christ in you is what makes you to become his own. The arrival of the spirit changes a lot in one's life. The Holy Spirit is still in this world, 
hovering and looking for men and women who will open themselves up to him. To the degree at which you allow him to take hold of you will determine the glory of the Spirit of God that will be made manifest in your life. Jesus said, I'm at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. If you open the door, I will come in. He said, I and the Father and the Holy Ghost who can, who shall come and make our home in you. They will make heaven their home again. They will make your heart their home. You become a carrier of the dream God. You become a carrier of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They now live in you. He says in verse 10, and if Christ is in you, very crucial, that's the second dimension. I'll just finish the first dimension now. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. What does that mean? What it means is that your body is so deadened by sin that it cannot pick the signal and the vibrations of the spirit of God that is in you. So that is why you don't walk by your senses. Don't allow this body to tell you, give you report. Many want to feel the spirit of God. Many want to see. Many want to hear. Many want to touch. And they say, ah, the spirit is moving me. Ah, no lie. The emotional dimension can come once a while, but it is not the final instrument to determine whether the spirit is resident in you or not. He said, if Christ be in you, although the body be dead because of sin, so the body cannot tell you whether Christ is in you or not. It is the spirit that tells you. So you don't listen to the body. There are days you want to pray. You feel so dry, so empty. You feel so unrelated. It's, I'm not moved to pray. You mustn't be moved by the body to pray. The body hates prayer because prayer crucifies the body. Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is a weak element. If you keep listening to your flesh to determine what you do, the Bible says you will surely die. Because when sin came, it deadened the body. So the body lost its vital instrument to pick spiritual signals. Before Adam fell, his hands can give him messages. He will wave his hand like this. He will know that there's oxygen and hydrogen and uh, whatever from his hands. But when he sinned, he died. Those senses were lost. His faculties were taken over by death. He lost that capacity. Everything now was to be, to be you know, created from the spirit. So that's why Paul says, we are not led by the sight. We are led by faith. Faith is what? What the word of God says irrespective of your feeling. You may not feel it. You may not see it. But 
has the word of God said it? Yes. Did God say this? Yes. That is the final word endorsement. God says you are healed. You may not feel healed. Don't say it has not happened. No. Because when you get healed, the body does not pick the signal immediately. Sometimes it picks it, you know, it picks it, depending on the, the degree of the influx or the inflow of the power of God into your body. So the devil knows this. Listen, he knows he has deadened your body, and he knows that you are not a slave to your body, and so he uses the game he plays in your body to keep attacking your faith. I'm making you to doubt yourself. He knows there's a law in the spirit that any kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Anybody divided against itself cannot stand. So he makes you to doubt the realities that are accredited to you all the time. That's why he engages these four elements of doubt, unbelief, ignorance, and fear. Christ is in you, although what? The body be dead. Look at your Bible. When I say it, I want you to complete it. <laughs> that verse 10 again. Read it yourself. Want to go? Let me hear you. Mm-hmm. 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 But the spirit is life because of what? So your spirit is what is hosting the Christ. Not your body. When you were baptized into Christ, when your spirit was mingled with the spirit of Christ, for whoever is in Christ has one and the same spirit with him. It is your spirit that received everything. But your body is dead because of sin. Your body is insensitive to the new reality. So that's why you don't listen to your body. Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen, but what? Believe. The Bible says, the flesh profits nothing. The spirit gives life. If the flesh profits nothing, why do you depend so much on your flesh, on your senses, to tell you things? So if I tell you, you are healed, believe the words are spoken. Because when I'm going to say you are healed, I'm speaking from the treasure of the spirit I carry. My spirit has mingled with the spirit of Christ. Let me tell you what has happened. Proverbs 20 verse 21. Proverbs 20, verse 21. Are you there? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 
okay, 2020, said, whoever crushes his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. Okay. Now, the same Bible says that the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. That's actually what I was trying to get. Somebody should just search for this for me. Okay. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. What it means is that just as this candle is here, the spirit of man is a candle. Then the Lord comes when your spirit mingles with the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is fire. It's a light. Eh? 2027. Okay. All right. 2027. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So what Jesus does is that when you receive him, he comes, he's the light of the world. He lights your spirit with his own light. That is the beginning of the journey. That is why on the day you were baptized, they gave you a candle, right? (laughs) Meaning that the Lord has lighted you. Right now, you carry that light inside you. That light is what the devil fears so much. Your body will not feel that light. Just like a car. When you start a car, there is serious fire going on inside the engine. But do you see it? You don't see it. But you see the heat coming out. There's high combustion going on inside the chambers. Of the engine. Likewise yourself. Christ is the light of the world. Know what he says in, in John chapter 8 from, from verse 12. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me shall not walk in darkness. For he shall possess the light of life. There is a light you need in this life. Christians, we need to come to this understanding. He lighted you. He lighted you. Your spirit is the candle of the Lord. He came and lighted with his spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says, there is not liberty. But the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is what? Alive because of what? Righteousness. Before then, before then, man could not contain the light of God. We could not carry that light. But when Jesus paid the price, he took away our sins. Now, he could now legally light us up. Listen to me. He said, I brought a fire on earth. There's a fire I came with. I wish it's already what burning. I want you to enter the mindset of Jesus and see how he thinks. There's a reason why he's doing all this investment. He knows that your life on earth will be miserable if you don't have this light. It's not just this prayer, prayer, prayer thing you are doing. No. It's not an issue of prayer. It's an issue of carrying the mysteries of the kingdom. Being conscious of what God has put in you. If you carry this light, you don't brag with the devil. He comes, he knows there's a content in you. If Christ be in you, oh, I love that. 
though the body be dead because of sin, your spirit is life because of righteousness. That's the light that should lead your life. Not what the body is telling you. We have measured so much developing the body, training the body, feeding the body, decorating the body, giving the body rest. 90% of our time on earth has been so much investing in the flesh that profits nothing. And we allow the flesh to develop a system of understanding, a culture that only runs on the ambience of the flesh. And the Bible says, he who walks in the flesh cannot please God. That's the realm of carnality. That's the realm of the concupiscence. That's the realm of corruption. That's the realm of the lust. That's the realm of decadence. The realm of the flesh. Let me tell you. If you begin to walk with the Lord, listen. If you want to walk in that realm where you become fearless, and be audacious, and know your place in Christ, you must deal with the issue of flesh. You must deal with your ego. You must deal with your self-image. You must deal with the way the world sees itself. Whoever wants to follow me must deny himself. The self must go. He must take up the cross. What is the cross? The Christ that is in you. That's the cross. Because the Christ in you is in contradistinction against the world. The Christ in you carries a new life, a new philosophy of life, a new language, a new way of doing things. So if you walk by the standard and the operations of the Spirit, you are a victor for life. The first breakthrough in the spirit is not money. It's not houses. It's not uh, fiscal achievements that the world brandish them. It's dominion. It's dominion. Your ability to live above all these elements that are eating human beings up every day. And that dominion comes from the spirit. But when you sow in the flesh, the Bible says you will reap corruption. If you sow in the spirit, you reap life and peace. Many are sowing in the flesh. They live by the flesh. They respond by the flesh. All the greed, all the ego, all the self-image, is locked up in the flesh. You must flush it. You must begin to live from the spirit. Live for the spirit. Because it's in you already. He has lighted you up. You are a fire burning. You are carrying a flame over you, devil of God. Live for that fire. Live for that flame. It's in you now. But you don't know. You don't know. You are too loaded to be messed around. But you are fighting with the wrong implement. You are fighting with the wrong instrument. You are operating the, the wrong law. And you are expecting the right result. It's not possible. 
The flesh is dead. That's why it still seeks for corruption. When you were born again, you were not born again in the flesh. You were born again in your spirit. The lordship of Jesus, when he came over your life, he came in your spirit. So you are now being mingled with the spirit of Christ. Whoever is, whoever is, in, whoever is united to the Lord is one and the same spirit with him. Just the way this candle and this light is interacting. You see, this light is being sustained by the wick and the content inside. And this candle is relevant as far as I'm concerned now because of the light. And the Lord wants you, the people of God, in every field of your life to carry this light. Bring this light into your life. Bring this light into your career. Consistently be conscious of it. Bring it into your family. Don't allow the flesh to tell you what to do. Listen to what the light shows you. This is how you are led by the Spirit. I know there's a light I'm carrying. And when people come to me seeking help, I know what they're looking for. It's not that prayer they're asking for. The problem is that they lack the light. That's why they're grouping in the dark. And because the soul has been fashioned in such a way that the only thing that gives it life is the light of God. And that's why each time the soul perceives this light, he comes back again. He wants that light. Each time he comes, something happens. Something happens. There's a glory in the spirit. That's why he said, you are not of the flesh. You are of the You are of what? The spirit. Meaning, your life should not be coming from the realm of the flesh. Deal with the flesh. The flesh is a God that brings corruption and destruction. If you don't slaughter your ego, if you don't slaughter your self-image, if you don't slaughter this system, this conformity we have received from the world, you cannot master that light. And you're going to be a failure in the face of life. But Father, this is too difficult. How can I do it? No, it's not difficult. First of all, make up your mind. Make up your mind first. Jesus knows that as you go about to daily tasks, there is forces trying to make sure they quench that fire. He sustains you every now and then with the Eucharist. The Eucharist is the food of life. He said that life is light unto man. So that light is, also, is a light and is also a life. Two things. First John chapter 1. As you read down, you see it. Let's look at First John chapter 1. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. First John chapter 1. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines where? In the darkness. Isaiah 6 says, arise and shine, for your light has come. For the glory of God is upon you. Vasuna says, darkness covers the earth. Take darkness in the people. And so it now says, and the light shines in the darkness. Both the darkness in the world and the darkness in the people. And it says what? And darkness cannot comprehend this type of light. That's what makes you a mystery in the face of life. Instead of Christians becoming mysteries to the world, the world becoming mystery to Christians. God gave you that light. And as many who have lost their light, God is rekindling you again in the name of Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 1. John chapter 1 verse 1. And the life was light unto men. So when Jesus came into your spirit, that is the candle of God. He mounted his life on you. And as he mounted on you, it ignited with the light. So you are carrying both the light and the life of Christ. Wow. Wow. This is quite exciting. I'm lighted with the spirit of Christ. I carry a life different from the animal life. This should be your comprehension. This should be your mentality. This is how a Christian thinks. This is a Christian mentality. The Bible says life is in the blood. But when Jesus brought the new creation, life is no longer in the blood. Life is in what? In the spirit. (laughs) That is why when Thomas came and touched his hands and put his hand by the side where he was pierced. Jesus pushed his hand and he touched the heart of Jesus. It was still open and no blood inside. As a medical doctor, he said, wow. Oh, he said, my Lord, you are my God. For you are a God to be alive. Talking to me and blood is not flowing through you. Yes. We need to understand this. Emmanuel, get me the sacramentary. Let me read the, prayer, the, the opening prayer of today's Mass. Catholics. See them. See their faces. Catholics. Catholics. If we understand who we are, this rubbish will end. Look, listen to the opening prayer today. Opening prayer. Listen to the opening prayer. 1.6 billion Catholics listen to this prayer today. And I'm sure those of you who went for money mass, you heard this prayer, but it made no sense to you. <laughs> when I finished the prayer and I sat down, I was on fire. If not because of the chastity that was there, this is the type of thing that makes me, I get crazy in my room. I do all kinds of funny things. I say, devil, listen to me. There's something I saw today. Where were you? Listen to the prayer. Almighty and eternal God. 
who through the regenerating power of baptism, you were regenerated. Hello? What does it mean to regenerate? A tree is standing. You cut it off. A new one grows out. Different from the old one. You were regenerated. You are no longer the same tree. Something has happened to you. Why you, Why do you argue against this? Why do you think you're the same human being? He said, go through the regency power of baptism, have been pleased to confer on us heavenly life. Wow. We are still on earth here. Something has been conferred. Amen. Amen. Oh, I can see your faces. Eh? Hmm. I can't be like you. No, 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 no. God, it's please God to confer on me heavenly life. That's the life of Jesus. He pleased him. I'm carrying the life of Jesus. You already seen the face, Vincent. But the life in me is Christ. Hello. Whether you like it or not. If you like it, it doesn't change it. If you don't like it, it doesn't change it. This is my sonesis. This is my mentality. This is my testimony. I know that. It's deep inside of me. It pleased God to confess. Has he done it? Yes. Has he done it? Yes. So what you are carrying is not an, an animal life. You are carrying a heavenly life in Christ Jesus. Then you'll see carry yourself. Some of you have to start crying. Some of you have to start complaining. Say, hey, hey. No, in heaven, we don't talk like that. We don't respond to life like that way. You are too loaded to be living the elemental life. Let us continue. The bigger one is coming. He said, grant we pray that those you render... Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> All right, Jesus. <laughs> Please help me here. He said, grant we pray that those you render capable of immortality. Oh, people. I don't know the kind of church we're in right now. Sorry. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. This is mind-blowing. He says, grant we pray that those you render capable, capable of immortality, we don't die. Death has no government around us. You don't understand. You don't understand. This is a prayer that they prayed for you today. I see, I see no man. You don't understand the meaning of prayer. Wait, is it a prayer that is going to be answered tomorrow? Or a prayer? Those who render. How did God render me capable when he gave me Christ? What happened to Christ is happening in me. He rendered me capable of immortality. No wonder Paul said, death, where is your power? I'm not afraid of death any longer. You need to close your eyes if your eyes is deceiving you. Capable of immortality. So it means I carry immortality. If I can walk on it, I can go like Enoch. I can pray and say, God, I would like to see death. What happened to Enoch should happen to me. Yes. Hey. No, 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 no. 
I said, when I said the prayer this morning, I could not just contain it. Is that you, the Holy Spirit was just crushing me. I say, yeah, is it too heavy for you? Is it too heavy? But hey, 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 the whispers was coming. The whispers was coming. I don't understand what I don't think you understand what I'm talking about here. There's what I call divine whispers. That is the thing that brings you into the realm where Jesus will say, Peter, Peter, it's not flesh and blood that revealed this to you. It's my Father in heaven who revealed this to you. Upon this, I will build my church. On account of this, the gates of hell cannot withstand you. Baptism has rendered you what? Immortal. You can believe it. He said, I have made you gods and sons of the most high. No longer sons of men. You've been made sons of the most high. You were before sons of men and women. But now he has made you sons of the most high. In baptism, there was a regeneration. Your generation was renewed. Your regeneration was your, your generation was changed. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Hey, this is the reality. This is the truth. If it's not possible, why would the entire Kali Church 1.6 belong Kali today say this prayer? Those who have rendered what? Capable. Say I'm capable. I'm capable. Oh God. You are there praying against the uh, uh, rat. Hey, this rat. Nonsense. You have not entered yet. God has rendered you in your spirit. That spirit of Christ that came and tabernacled in you. You are the candle of the Say, I'm the candle of the Lord. Say, I'm lighted. Say, I'm incomprehensible. I'm incomprehensible. Amen. Amen. See, this is the reality. I don't know how to say it so that you, you can enter your bones and start burning like a fire. If you don't enter this realm, the people of God, listen to me. The elements of this world will mess you up. Let us stop this idea of when the devil hits us, we go and start praying about it. He hits you here, he starts praying of the back. He hits you here, he starts praying of the head. He hits you on the leg, he says, hey, my leg. No! That's not what Christ gave us. That's not what Christ gave us. See, he has rendered me immortal. He has rendered me immortal. You see, when the mysteries of the kingdom are revealed to you, it is for your own glorification. Can you imagine God? Some are praying against the spirit of death. <laughs> eh? Some are praying against the spirit of death, right? Yes. But look at the prayer of the church today. God has rendered you capable of immortality. You are undiable. When death sees you, he sees you as a syllabus not to contend with. You are operating a different system. Why is someone saying, eh, I pray again? You are still on the lower level. You are still giving death some respect. And I'm talking now, whatever element of death that's around your life, 
Is it emotional? Is it spiritual? Is it in your body? Is it in your destiny? In your family? It comes to an end today in the name of Jesus. He has rendered us heaven. There's a good news from heaven. I have rendered you immortal. Capable of immortality. Capable. There's a capacity in you to be easier to be a man and die. If you make a choice, you say, okay, God, on account of the revelation of Christ, I choose to be what? If you allow that to have the ascendancy and become your spirituality, the Bible says, according to your faith. John saw this and said, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Among all the disciples, he said, I will not die. He didn't die on normal death. They tried to kill him. What happened was when the time was over, he slept in the Lord. That's why we pray at Mass. We don't pray for those who have died. We pray for those who have slept in the peace of Christ. These are the victorious ones. So that nature of immortality is locked up in the life of Christ. That's what Paul continues down there. He says, then if the spirit of the one that rose Jesus from the dead, verse 11 of that John, Romans chapter 8, if the spirit of the one that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that spirit that carries the life is now the light in you. He said, that same spirit, because your body is dead and incapable of things, as you stir up the spirit, <laughs> By spiritual growth. As you stir up the spirit, the spirit will begin a new work to begin to vitalize, give life to your body. Give life to your body. This body that is dead will start receiving new, new touch of the spirit. There's a vitalization from your blood. Your blood receives a new configuration down to your bones, down to your flesh. Then from there, it spreads. You see, the light is increasing from glory to glory to glory to glory to the degree at which you're able to stir up that spirit in you. And that's the Christian work of faith. On account of the way we stay, we lay hands on the sick. In the name of Jesus, we discharge that glory. Then any death principle at work they shut down. And then life takes over again. But unfortunately, many Christians, when you pray for them, they get well. Everything goes okay. But when they go, they can't sustain that spirit. They go back to corruption again. Their life quenches. They go back to bondage. I've shared with you here before. In those days, when we started, ah, me, by this time, all of you are on the floor. By this time, everybody's on the floor, rolling, rolling, rolling. I say, hey, fire. Fire will check everything. But after that, they stand up. When they go home, after two weeks, three weeks, Father, that thing has come back again. No? I say, Lord, what? He said, teach them to possess their own light. He said, 30 minutes of communicating to them the truth that sets free. When they know it, they remain free forever. But if you want to do jingoism for them, oh yeah, that is what made me to go back to this setting. None of you who know me, you know in those days now. We don't joke. By this time, this first one, as the fire came now, ah, I have entered prayers. 
Then demons, you will see, you will see strange things happening here. You'll be shocked. You'll be sure that the person standing by you now that is no normal. If you see what he start doing, you will say, ah, this one are two evil spirit. <laughs> because we put that far to work. And the incomprehensible dimension of you will start permeating the people and dislodging the force of evil. They cannot, even if they have a legal right to be there, at that moment, you carry a weight that they cannot stand. They have to let go their goods. The person will be free. But as Jesus says, if you cast a demon on somebody, they go to a dry land looking for where to go and stay. After some time, they say, ah, let's just go back and see whether the person uh, has given us another accommodation. When they come back and you are not carrying that thing that chased them, they say, oh, there's still room. They go and get other demons to make sure that this tank, when they enter, if a man doesn't have the capacity to deal with all of them, that deliverance will not be easy. That's why the Bible says, whoever asks here, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Those who render capable of immortality. Hey, wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you for this insight you are giving us. Now, look at the prayer. Let me finish the prayer. We have not even finished the prayer. That those who render capable of immortality by justifying them. Is it in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? Are you justified? Meaning that God has taken away your sins. Your sin is no longer an issue, so don't commit sin again. He has rendered you justified by the blood of Jesus. When the priest said, this is my blood, that is what made you a justified human being. That is his blood that cleansed your sins and all your unrighteousness. So the hold of sin, the hold of condemnation, loses that legal right in your life and your soul. This prayer today, we will use it very much. <laughs> mm. By justifying them, may by your guidance attain the fullness of glory. You see what God is saying that this we are in you know, a capital of immortality. By justifying them, may attain the fullness of what? The light will glow from your heart down to your soul, to your spirit, down to your blood, down to your bones. Your flesh will carry it, express into your children, into your family, into everything. You become a light in the midst of darkness. Anywhere you come into, you melt the oppressions of darkness. That's why Jesus said, you are the light. Can you see the stuff you are made of? Can you see the stuff you are made of? Bam! You abandon this divine heavy project in your life and be chasing rats. Rendering yourself useless. Going after human elements. Holding on to self and ego and the greed and pride and all kinds of things. Holding on to human language and human feelings. 
and what he's saying, they'll come and tell you the devil wants to kill you. Which devil? The father of the devil is death. Anyway, and God has rendered you capable of deathlessness. Deathlessness. Undiable. We're coming up. Amen. Amen. We're coming up. You carry that capacity, that capability right now inside of you. <clears throat> you carry it right now. Are you aware? The Christ in you. If the Christ in you, even though the body is what? Yes. Your spirit is what? Yes. Through what? Yes. If Christ be in you, mm-hmm. if Christ be in you, do they? Uh-huh. Because of what? Uh-huh. I want you to say it with some level of conviction. Let it catch fire your soul. If Christ be in you, mm-hmm. the say my spirit is alive. Don't need to even go too far. That's enough. Fear comes. You know, let me tell you, the spirit of fear, what it does is that if it comes around you, you don't feel the wind in your air as I blow the wind now. You felt it, right? Am I inside of you? That's what the spirit does. He blows doubt into your spirit. You feel it. He blows fear. You feel it. He blows ignorance into your mind. He weakens your mind. You feel it. Like someone who smokes. He blows a cigarette on you. You perceive it. You think you are smoking. It's how they capture your mind. And that's how they get hold of you. And so what say, you smoked, you smoked. You say, no, I didn't smoke. You smoked. Look at this. Mm, you smell this cigarette. That's how the devil accuses you. And some of us, I, I smoked though. But when did I smoke? I smoked, but when did I smoke? You know you didn't smoke, but you accepted you smoked. I'm dying, no? Eh? Did you discuss with death you're going to die? The way this is doing me, I feel like dying. I'm arming you with mysteries that if you allow them to eat deep into your soul, the apple of God, you'll be shocked who you will be tomorrow. We may attain the fullness of glory. So the superstructure is the Christ. I bear his nature. In that life of Christ, there is his nature is there, his life is there, his spirit is there. And that life he gave is a light in the world. Not just light in terms of behavior, but light in even in terms of reality. You are a flame. Some who got a glimpse of this fire, this flame, that's why they say, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, they will shout in the tin. Sometimes you don't need to shout it. 
You have a fire. Fire doesn't talk. But whatever comes around, what happens? Simple. You carry a nature that consumes things. Be audacious with the truth. I said it here a few days ago. Coronavirus is not the school. The main school is coming. The main school is coming. What awaits us in the future? Very soon. This kind of garden, you will see it again. That's why the Lord is asking now to learn now. Don't say the Lord won't permit it. That time will come, no mask again. This one that happened is a small thing. So that if you don't understand this mystery on your own, you will just die. For those who do know their God shall be strong. And then the face of the challenges, they will do exploits. Know the Bible now because that time, if you carry the Bible, they arrest you. So the amount of scripture that have taken flesh becomes what it manifests. Did Abraham carry the Bible? No. But he had God. Did Jacob carry the Bible? No. They follow the Spirit. The Bible is simply a stamp that takes you to the Spirit. So get familiar with it now. Know what is there. That it can take you to the Spirit. So when you take the Bible, it doesn't matter. You become a, a living episode. You become a living word of God inside you. Because you've been impregnated with the spirit of the world like Mary. Train yourself now. Because this petty business of prayer houses very soon will become useless. Get waxed up now. Jesus grew and waxed in the spirit full of wisdom and the knowledge of God. And God's favor was upon him. You must pass through these four stages. When you grow in the spirit, you will work strong. Okay? You can feel with wisdom and knowledge. Even though the body be dead. The body can be dead, no problem. I don't need you to tell me. The body will always receive the report of death, sickness, fear, death, confusion. This body will give you enough of that material. And God is saying, if you listen to the instruction of the flesh consistently, he said you will die because you you are too weak in the spirit. The flesh is controlling you. That's why when you grow in this realm, the apple of God, the Bible says those in Zion, they never say they are sick. Because when we live from that realm of the spirit, the language I'm sick vanishes from the mouth. Are you aware of that? Have you seen the Bible before? Hmm? No, not even that. In the book of Isaiah, So those in Zion will never say, I am sick. Search in your Bible, you see it. Because there, from Zion there, your life is from the Spirit. You can't be loaded with the life of Christ 
that has the capacity to make you immortal, not even sickness again, immortality is higher. He gave you capacity to deal with the greatest enemy of man, which is death. Then what is sickness? So in that realm, we don't say I'm sick. Hmm? Isaiah 33 verse what? Okay. Please, can we read it? Try to see how it is. <laughs> no one living in Zion will say, Stop there, stop, 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 stop. It's okay. <laughs> but you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. And he said, those who live there, we live there. We, it is in him we live and move and have our being. Isaiah 33 verse what again? Oh yeah, have you seen it now? Jesus said, you are in the world. You are not of the world. Meaning you are living from somewhere called where? Zion. Isaiah is one who said it to he saw it and said, those who live there will say, I'm not ill. Please, can we see different translation there? Who has a different translation here? Mm-hmm. The people of Israel will never say as sick and helpless. Okay, stop there. And that translation, different? Yes. Read loud, my son. Mm-hmm. Isaiah? 24? Is that what you have to read? Or 23? Okay, 24. Read loud now. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is another translation. You just say... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is it making sense to you? Yeah. So the question now is, where are you living from? Okay, then. <laughs> oh, people of God. People of God, are we here? <laughs> it is in Him we live. In who? In Christ we live. Eh? That is Zion. Christ is the Zion. It is in him we live and move and have our being. I don't want to be in a haste. Because if I go at the, at the speed of what the Spirit is doing in me, you know, I will not uh, communicate properly. Why the word of God is coming to you, just begin to place side by side what is your issue now and what God is saying. The problem is that you are, you are not feeling that monster which you see as a trouble. That thing you are seeing as a problem right now in your life. You are trying to give it too much attention. You have made it a God. It has taken all your attention. If you have to spend 17 hours to be awake during the day, 15 hours, you are dedicating it, thinking about that thing. 
And as a man thinks, so he becomes. This is what should dominate your mind. This should be your consciousness. God has rendered me immortal. You should say it over because when you vocalize it, you endorse it. You bring this reality into your spirit man. Then your spirit will work it out. Then your spirit will vitalize it. If the spirit of the one that rose just from the dwells in you, say that same spirit will vitalize your mortal body. So whatever you discover, pick from the word of God. You, you know, endorse it by what? Confessing it, right? Your spirit picks it, says, yes, this person is an agreement. Your spirit will process it and release it to your world. Then the spirits that are involved will begin to carry out the operation in your life. We have conquered them by the what? By the blood of the Lamb and what? So your words of testimony are words of revelational dimension that you receive. We shall grow to the fullness of glory. This is the bigger project. This is the bigger project. We must grow to the fullness of glory. Not achieving the things of life. You may achieve so much in this world. Have all the money. Have all the name. But in the eyes of God, you are a pauper. You are a disappointment. But if you catch this project and you begin to work strong in it, God says on account of the fact that you have given attention to this whole project, he said things of this world will necessarily follow you. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Let those who think they are successful continue. Just keep building yourself. I think I've told the story of uh, two men who were building, right? Eh? Two men got a, got a, a plot of land. You know, this person has his own, and then this other person has his own, right? And then they began to build. At the same time. Ah, neighbor, how are you? Ah, are you building? Yes, so I just started my own. Okay? This man uh, was digging his foundation. Why the man was digging his foundation? This man was digging his foundation two weeks, three weeks. The old man, before you know it, has done the man floor. Uh-uh. And then, this man was saying, see this one. Yeah, see the foundation. Oh, this man, you're not serious. Before you could finish your German floor, we have roofed our own. I will build my house in three months. This man was roofing the West Digging Foundation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Before the man could finish putting the, 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 the blocks and then the German floor, this man has started putting fittings and just a, a beautiful, bogus bungalow. And was finding himself, man, I'm fast. But this man was busy coming slow and steady. After they finished the German floor, they started mounting pillars. First pillar, they put the deck in. Say, ah, you yeah, see there, I will even pack him before you roof. Second deck in. Ah, ah. Before they did the third one, the man has even packed him. Every morning, he will come out. Third decking, fourth decking, fifth decking, sixth decking, seventh decking. <laughs> the man was forced to be humble. You come out and count things and say, Ah, what are you building here? <laughs> Ten story building. The man has entered his family. This man was still building. When the man now reached the final floor and they started putting blocks and the shape of the building started coming. 
He said, I despise you at the beginning. You are the master. This is your story that God is giving now. You are still digging. Others are finished building. Don't worry. They didn't finish. Keep digging and keep building your foundation. Keep putting the pillars. When the Lord finished furnishing you, both spiritually and physically, they that were ahead of you will come to honor you. But can we be patient enough so that the builder can finish the design he has for you? He said, upon this, I will build my church. The church is not a building. The church is not a structure. You are the church. Say, destroy this temple, and in what? In three days, I will build it up again. He was the first man to build the first temple. And from there, he has been going around building other temples for God. The Bible says, you are God's uh, building. Allow yourself to be built up. Let the necessary stones be used. Let him chisel you. I know I'm headed somewhere. I like to jokingly tell some of you. The time will come. He said, ah, that father. Hey, in those days, he used to get our small small and teach us. Now, wow. You come, you look up like this. He said, which floor is it? Is it in the second floor or the top floor? Because we have seen what we are heading to. We have seen it. It's a matter of what time. I know the plans I have for you. Allow yourself to be built up. Don't allow the devil to push you back. He will come. He will resist this magnificent edifice. The Lord is building your spirit. When the Lord has built up Zion. When the Lord has built up Zion. We are busy building things of this world that have no reference with regards to God. The earth we sink. This world is a we sink because great flood is coming. Great evil wind is coming. When the flood came, when the wind blew and hit on that house, the one that is built on sand. Human material, what they call the, the human humanistic materiality, the life of food, shelter, family, sex. He said these ones will collapse. But those built on the rock, they shall stand. Hmm. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter chapter twelve from verse thirteen. First Corinthians chapter twelve from verse thirteen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I read from verse twelve. It says. For as the body is one, 
and has many members, but all the members, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Are we there? For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So, also, is Christ. Mm. Verse 13. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Who is baptized here? Lift your hand. Let me see your hand up. Now, there's a report from heaven concerning the baptism you took many years ago, which you don't understand. And that's why things are happening in your life the way they're happening. He said in that baptism, you were baptized with water physically. But he said that baptism spiritually catapulted you into a body. Let's read it again. Verse what? Verse 13. For by one spirit we were all baptized into what? One body. Nobody says which body is that? Good. He said whether we are what? Jews or Gentiles. Whether slaves or free. And have all been made to drink into one spirit. That spirit were baptized into the body. As you enter the body, the spirit entered into you. So physically you were catapulted into a new body. And then spiritually you drank from a under one spirit. So physically, your body has been changed. Your spirit has been changed. Whoever is joined to the Lord, the Bible says, is one and the same spirit with him. That is why at every mass, the body of Christ, you say what? Amen. You are in union with the body of Jesus. This body you carry now is the body of Jesus. You have a responsibility to keep the glory of that body. That body is the church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against prevail against the health of that body, prevail against the destiny of that body, prevail against the peace of that body. When the gate of hell comes, you have what it takes. They have armed you. The Bible says, resist the devil. You are not to resist the devil, not God. Engage what he has given to you to resist the devil. He has rendered you capable of resisting the devil. Say, I'm capable. I'm capable. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Say it yourself convincingly. I am capable. Say it again. Close your eyes and say it. Don't look at me. I am capable. You don't need to shout it. Just report it to yourself inside again. I am capable. Not because you fasted. Not because you are holy. Not because you are special. But because of what? Eh? Who, who, can, who can tell me the answer? Because of what? 
I've been saying something here since. Because Christ has done what? Where is the spirit now? Are you sure? Yes. You believe that? Yes. You believe that? Yes. He engaged the spirit. He has lighted you up with his life. You are a carrier of his life. That's what has rendered you capable. That is your faith. Faith is a substance. When you say, do I have faith? Yes, I have faith. What is the faith? Life. Christ's life is in me. I'm carrying like a life and it's also a light. I've drunk from his spirit. I'm one and the same spirit with him. I was baptized into his body. I'm just arming you with the prophetic insights of the mysteries that keeps you above the laws of death that guides in this world. Everything you see on earth carries a mark of death. From the day it is made, it begins to die. Even your own body too is subject to death. Your destiny is subject to death. Your health is subject to death. You give birth to children. You, bring, you give birth to them into the realms of death. Understand this. There's a futile spirit. It's not things. Eyes cannot see it. Darkness covers the earth. There's a darkness that this song cannot expel. The Bible says the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Why? Because the darkness cannot constrain the sun to smite you by day. It's darkness. Nor the moon by night. Pestilence that goes about. Creating valleys of the shadows of death. You see a clean road. Nothing is there. But that place at the spot there is a valley of death. A car will come there. Something is just happening. The car starts working. Nothing. The brakes are okay. Engine is okay. You want to live that kind of careless life? And the fleshy human being will say, it is accident. It's normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. Carry the antidote. Arm yourself with this every day. Because you don't know the positions where the forces in Abuja have located to become a place of the valley of death today. You may pass a place today. Nothing happened. Tomorrow you pass there. Something will happen to you. That's why I say, arise and shine. You are the one to shine this light that you carry. Be conscious of your light. The glory of God is this light upon you. For darkness covers the earth. Take darkness inside the human beings. Do you think I just stay here? You're all holy. You're all children of God. You don't know the amount of spirits following you. For many times you have compromised. You didn't know you partnered with spirits knowingly or unknowingly. And they are following you on the ground of a legal transaction. 
you did a business that you didn't know the implication in the spirit. Either by action, or by your choices, or by something you just did. And a spirit was involved. And because they are very legalistic, they follow you based on that thing. And they keep on working against you. You say, I don't know why my life, I go forward today, I come back. A spirit is involved. Check well. That's why the true spirit of deliverance is not that they cast the devil out. It is not what is cast out that is more important. What you carry, what you carry is the true spirit of what? Deliverance. That's why Jesus is giving himself to you. It's not about what you leave. It's, what you about, it's about what you receive. Christianity is not about what you have left. I have left drinking. I have left uh, humanizing. I've left, no, 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 no. It's about the Christ that you carry. The true spirit of deliverance is the Christ that you carry. That when you come, bondage cannot find anywhere around your life. The Bible says, because of anointing, every yoke shall be broken. Because what you carry, when the devil comes to yoke you, it will break because you are too incomprehensible. That's the realm you are now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Agree with the word of God. Make up your mind to walk in this realm. Repentance is not only from sin. But to take hold of the word of God. As you heard this, you say, Father, this word you say today is meant for me. You take hold of it and make it your catchy word. Your soul gets sunk in it. You have repented. You have moved from one level of glory to another level. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When Jesus told them, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. The Bible says some people say, how can they couldn't take it. And they say, they were, most of them left Jesus and went. And Jesus turned to the disciples and said, you, are you not also going? Peter said, the most beautiful testimony of the ages. Where shall we go? We have searched for this world for years. We have been in the temple. We have gone for prayers. Where shall we go again? You have the message of eternal life. It takes revelation for you to discover what I'm sharing with you right now. It's not meant for people who are just ordinary in their minds. That's why what I'm saying now, so some is making sense. They don't even understand why is Father, you know, he is so hot with this thing. You don't understand. Huh? <laughs> it burns in the bone. It has become a sonesis. Don't mind when I say sonesis. Sonesis means your mentality. That's the program that runs me. You can have two phones. One is Android. One is what? iOS. But they are all phones. They do the same function, but different what? Operating system. You can hack one easily. But the other one, no matter what you do, it is dead. It doesn't need antivirus. You know better what I'm talking about here. But they are all phones. It's empty on human beings. So human beings are carrying heavy iOS. They have downloaded a new operating system called what? Eternal Life. And the prayer of today 
throws light in you that God has rendered the world capable of immortality, capable of living above death, capable of living above sickness, capable of living above fertility, capable of living above vanity, and the curse that runs this world today, that originates all kinds of, all the forces of contention in the world today, sorrow, pain, limitation, frustration, pain, all kinds of confusion is everywhere, breaking marriage, inconsistency, all the things we see, we think is normal. Is because it's a curse. But what God is giving you now is bringing you out of it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Refuse to walk in the flesh because the flesh works with death. Make up your mind. How? Open your Bible. Are we growing? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Romans. Chapter 6 from verse 5. It says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his what? Resurrection. Say, I have the resurrection power in me now. Say it again. Say it again. Good. He said, knowing this is one thing to say it, is another thing to know it. <laughs> when you say no, it has to do with being conscious of this. Knowing this, do you accept and believe now concretely that you are carrying the resurrection power? Yes. By virtue of your baptism, you were, you were brought into that realm. That's the initiation that brought you to that life. You have it now. Many of us are not working in it because we have despised it for too long, we have relegated it to the background. We left it and started living the life of the world. We left it and started living the life of the flesh. Seeking strange knowledge, strange fleshy lifestyles. That's the problem. And that's where the devil lies. The life of the earth. The life of the dust. The dust life. The life of carnality. We were not able to restrain the body from yielding itself to all those things. And the more you go back and continue to lead that, style, that life, the more you empower Satan over your life. Because Satan has been cursed to eat carnality. Anywhere there's carnality, that what empowers the devil. Are you getting my point here? Yes. So as a Christian, it's not issue of saying I, I was tempted. It has implications. Now, Paul continues. In the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man, who is the old man, that's the old lifestyle, the life of the flesh, 
the old man was crucified with him. That the body of sin might be what? Done away. That we should no longer be what? Slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Go down to verse 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to what? To sin. But what? Alive unto God in Christ Jesus. That means when sin comes to you, in whatever way it comes, react to it as if you are a dead person. <laughs> Meaning don't respond to it. But they are alive for God. They are alive to the things of God. When they mention the things of God, be the first to come. When the world comes and advertises itself, don't be a part of those who respond to the, the demands of the world. They are alive unto God. They are alive unto the church activities. They are alive unto the word of God. They are alive unto prayer. They are alive unto righteousness. Anywhere you are, they are alive. They are alive from God. Your zeal for God should be so hot that if they put an iron in your mouth, it comes out red. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. That's what Paul is saying. Unto God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. But let what? Immortality reign in your mortal body. Okay? He continues. That you should obey it in its loss. And do not present your members as instruments of what? Unrighteousness. So, now, listen to me. I want to explain something to you here. The battle that is on is that as I, you saw me, I came close to this guy and I blew, I made air available towards him. When the devil, the devil is in the spirit, right? He wants to carry out his activity in the flesh, in the world. What he does is that he cannot act it out. His agenda cannot materialize in the world without a body. So what he does is that he solicits for human bodies. So whatever he wants to carry out, I want to glorify him. He puts it for the human being. And then seducing that human being or whatever way to make him act it out. Once he carries out that activity, he has used his he has allowed himself to become instrument of what the devil wants. So you are a slave to him by giving yourself to it. The devil also discharges the spirit of anger. He comes to him. He creates a scenario with somebody. And anger will come up. Then this guy, out of anger, will go out and do something. He said, this guy offended me. But he didn't know. He also allowed himself to be used to carry out the will of the evil forces. He will be the one saying, I'm angry. But he doesn't know he was used as an instrument. Name anything at all. Name any unrighteousness. Are we together here? Listen to me now. Because not after you have yielded yourself this way, then when he sees you as his slave and he comes with his wickedness, you're not praying to be free from it. The question is, how did you manage to be a slave to him? These are the discipline dimension of the Christian life that many Christians don't know. And they keep looking for prayer. Pray for me, pray for me. But you see in their lives, there are puppets in the hands of evil spirits carrying out all kinds of things. Your mouth, each time you open your mouth, your, the kind of insult that comes out of your mouth is so deadly. You don't know you are vocalizing 
the thoughts of an evil spirit. Oh, Paul, you to love and forgive. You refuse to forgive. You are so deadened in your bitterness. You think it's because of the person's heart. Uh, and you're saying, no, you don't know. You are a slave to the, the spirit of heart. And you are an instrument they carry it out. The same thing with witchcraft. Every dimension of the flesh is sponsored by a spirit. So that's why sometimes you see some people, even after they have allowed themselves to be used, and they go to confession, they come back and say, Father, I don't know. This thing I did this many years ago, but I don't know. It's still I say, God, not forgive me. You know, the devil says, if you like, go to confession, you are still my spirit. So your spirit still feels the pain. Your spirit knows that you are a slave and you are having, un- you are having unrest in your spirit. Anyone who is bound at any level in that dimension, God is freeing you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Every yoke in your mind, every yoke in your spirit, every yoke in your body, every spirit of death and destruction that is eating up your soul and affect your destiny, as this precious word is coming, I command the hold of the spirit of death, destruction, and evil forces to be broken in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. See must obey. We must obey. By the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. You foul spirit of the devil, you spirit of violence and corruption and lust, whatever we are holding anybody's life at this moment, as many who are under the sound of my voice, I command your whole broken. You spirit of fear, be broken. You spirit of ignorance, be broken. Unbelief, be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Even as the Lord stirs you up today, that you have received the Spirit, His own Spirit. The Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there has been declared the arena of liberty by virtue of His Spirit that is rekindled in you today. Every form of bondage is broken forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You receive liberty now. Amen. You receive liberty now. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So you begin to walk and refuse. When the pressure comes, resist. Say no. Because if you can conquer those temptations, you can conquer any evil spirit. You can resist the incursion and the attack of any evil spirit. We live in a world that is so obsessed with blatant activities and actions of sin at different levels. At different levels. Impure spirits and different types of emotions. These are the things that eats up your the energy in your soul and will so that whenever you make up your mind, you say, I'll not do this again. Tomorrow, oh, it's like you lack the energy. <laughs> because another energy is higher in your spirit. Holy Spirit, destroy every negative energy in the life of all who are listening to me. Now I pray. Whatever is stopping us from walking in this dimension, Holy Spirit, take it away now. Spirit of anger, take it away. Lust, lust, unforgiveness, envy, every heavy weight in the flesh, so much attachment to the flesh, to food, to material things that we will think that without them we can't live. Break the hold of it, Father. Use the spirit of heaviness, drowsiness. We sleep and sleep and sleep. 
pleasure, comfort zone that denies us opportunities to develop ourselves and be strong in the spirit. Whatever element the enemy has used after forensically assessing us and knowing our different areas of weakness and is weighing us, putting a heavy load on us that weighs us down, the weakness of different dimensions into all the things that this world is providing. Father, Holy Spirit, right now, breathe a fresh breath upon anyone who is under the sound of my voice and let those energies, those negative energies, be dissipated now, I pray, oh God. Amen. Let their souls that have been implanted with these negative energies that ties them down, lose this power right now. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the energy of the Holy Spirit. Receive the strength you need from God. Receive the strength you need to be who you God say you are. Receive the strength to walk in the path God has ordained you to walk. Receive the strength to become that which God says you are in the name of Jesus Christ. When the wind of the enemy comes, O oh God, give us the spiritual stability to stand the currents of the flood, the currents of the wave, because we are built on a solid rock. It is in him we live. It is in him we move. It is in him we have our being. Surely the wave will come. Surely the flood will come. Surely the evil wind will blow. But because we are of Christ, Christ is rooted in us. We shall not crush. We shall not fumble. We shall not fall. Even in the pit of the darkness of this world, our light will shine. Our light will conquer the darkness of this world. Our light will conquer the corruption of this world. Our light will conquer the futility, the vanity of this world in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, bring it upon us. Bring upon every flesh here right now. Holy Spirit, bring upon every soul here right now. From the top of our head down to the sole of our feet. Receive new touch from God. Receive new touch from God. Receive new touch from God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Finally, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. The Lord gave you his life. Romans chapter 8. From verse um, 21. Or from, okay, let's start from verse 18. Now, I want to go back again to this illustration. I want you to catch this graphic picture and see it in you. Okay, it's very important. You are this candle. That's what the Bible says. Your spirit is the candle of the Lord. When the Lord mingles with your spirit, it lights you up. Okay? Is that taken now? Is that taken? You see the way the wind is blowing? These are the wind of temptation. These are the wind of contention. Because the devil is frightened by the light. As long as there's this light, the dominion of Satan is on the floor. But when there is no light, it comes alive. So that's why the Bible now says, 
in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god and everything was created by the word and that word is the life and that life is the light of who of men so when jesus comes an account of you declare him to be the lord of your life when you believe the gospel and you're baptized you drank from his spirit his spirit now came into you it was life and that life lighted you up that's why he now calls you the light of the world anytime you are praying that's why prayer is very important when i say you are condemned to pray i mean this Anytime you are praying your light is like a gas eh? you start doing what start increasing 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 and when the light increases Wild animals don't like it. What is light in the forest? The animals go away. They, they, they operate more in the dark. The same thing in the things of the spirit. Okay? Now, Jesus gave us the light. That light, I said it, is his life. So it's manifesting itself in different ways. It's both life is both light. Are we together here? Yes. Are we tired? No. Are you getting wisdom? Yes. This is wisdom that makes you grow. When you go back home, I always, I've always told you, stop all this prayer intention, read list of prayer intention, you're praying about this, praying about this, stop it. God is not a deaf God. The first day you told him, he heard you. <laughs> eh? He heard you. Convince yourself he has heard me. Each time you remember, you say, Father, thank you because I know you have heard me. Each time you come again, you say, Father, I thank you because I know you have heard me. You heard me that day. You heard me that day. I know. Even the things I didn't talk to you about, you know it took more of the one I told you. Are we together here? Yes. You'll catch that now. Yes. So you can spend your time to meditate more on the things of God. Leave your list. What we're going to read now is very crucial. Anybody who is here who has any problem at all is linked to what we are going to read now. All the things we are seeing as trouble now, all of us carry, ranging from this or that, they are all under one thing I'm going to show you now. And it will shock you what God put up as a remedy against that thing. Hello. Hi. You must get this now, please. You must get it. Listen to me. If you are sleeping, slap yourself. The devil knows that I'm sharing with you something serious now, and he's making some of you to be dozing. You cannot be listening to something like this and you're dozing. It means there's a problem. <laughs> hmm? Wake up both spiritually and get this truth. If you have an enemy who is in the dark, you don't know where he is. You'll be shooting gun like this. You are wasting your bullets. But when you hear crumb and it's around here, you'll target where one bullet is enough. That's what the word of God does to you. It helps to locate the problem. So you don't waste your energy. Now let us read it. Romans chapter 8. Mark it as we are reading it, okay? From verse 18, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth compared with the glory 
which we shall be revealed to us, revealed in us. There's a glory that we revealed in, not in heaven, okay? It now says, for the earnest expectation of the creation, eagerly await or wait for the revealing of the sons of God. What does he mean? He said creation. Every creature on earth, land, tree, and birds, everything, your job, your business, your body, your family, they are all waiting for the what? For a special type of man beings to manifest called what? Sons of God. I mentioned a few minutes ago, I said, now you are sons of God. On account of Christ, who is the son of God, when he entered us, he rendered all of us what? Sons of God. It's called the spirit of adoption. You are a son of God because you possess the spirit of Christ. If Christ be in you, though, the body is what? Dead. Because of what? Sin. Your spirit is alive because of what? And Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Amen. So it is this type of sons that the creation is waiting for to manifest. Who are these sons who carry the spirit of righteousness? Are you catching this connection? Know those who pray. Know those who have night visions. The creation is waiting for the what? For the manifestations. Not of sons of men, but the sons of God. As you are stand, I'm standing here, there's a part of me that is a son of man. The one my father gave birth to my mother, right? Yes. There's a part of me that is a son of God. If you see me, I and my father will resemble on the side of the son of man. If you see me in the spirit, I resemble my father on the side of what? Sons of God. Amen. Amen. Fully human, fully divine. This other side of man is food. This side of man is the word of God. The word of God reveals who you are in this dimension. Now, Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, that trains his word, the son of man in him, or the son of God in him. Now, the creation is waiting for the manifestations of what? But you and I, all these years, were manifesting the sons of men. Did you get this now? Yes. That is the beginning of your solution. If you don't tell yourself this truth, you will be the manager of life and be ready to celebrate anniversary of calamities. That does not come to you is because your evil day is not yet yet arrived. The day your evil day comes, you'll be shocked how your whole life can be squeezed into one very small issue. You'll be wiped out. So the devil knows. So he makes you to develop your side of the son of man. 
and forget to develop the side of your what? The Son of God. Let's continue. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Verse 20. Why? Verse 20. For the creation was subjected to what? Futility. That word futility is another word for obscurity, darkness, death, decay, corruption, curses, spells. It is this corruption, it is this futility. That is where witchcraft goes. They collect power from there. They hit human beings. Occultic men, that's where they drop power from. The devil goes there to recharge himself. From there, he now comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Sorrow is from there. That's the darkness that covers the earth. This earth you are saying is covered with what? This spirit of fertility and vanity. Did you catch this revelation now? So that woman here says is a witch. Do you know what happened? The spirit of fertility uses him as a puppet. And you say, let's go kill that woman. She's a witch. You kill her. Have you killed fertility? No. So you see where all the problems are coming. Some carry anointing oil to come bury in the ground everywhere. Pour salt. After listening to this message, if you see allow them to do this to you, I'm sorry for you. You can plant cross and say on them. Is that what creation is looking for? Creation is waiting for the manifestations of what? Those who carry the spirit. Those who carry the anointing. Wow. <laughs> Some say, dig the ground, dig the ground. No, that's not the futility. The futility is the spiritual what? Reality. It only uses this as what? Nodules. As tentacles to operate. That's why Jesus is interested in giving his spirit. Those who are led by the spirit. These are the sons and the daughters of God. You are coming up. Whether you like it or not. Amen. The fact that you submitted yourself here and you are listening to me. In the future, all I'm planting in you will come out. Amen. Even when you are saying no, the spirit will drag you. How is my friend? He's fine. I hope you are following, right? Say there's there's fertility. Say I will deal with it. If you don't get angry enough, (laughs) if your anger is not more violent than the anger of fertility that is out to kill, to steal and to destroy. Hey, the Bible says, don't give the devil a chance. <coughs> so, when you say, Father, I don't understand what happened to me. Now, you have understood now. Say, the earth is subject to what? Fertility. It manifests in form of sickness. Manifests in form of failure. Near success syndrome. It manifests in form of all the things you see. Those your prayer burdens, they are all having its energy and root in fertility. They render what you do vanity. It makes it to carry the sentence of death. Let's, let's continue. 
for the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered. You see, even creation, something is taking hold of it. Not God. Not God. Creation itself is praying and saying, where are the sons of God? They should come. Oh. The trees are crying for you. That's your job. He's crying for you. Do you know your finances are crying for you? They were assigned to come and serve you. But somebody went and hijacked them away. Money is a spirit. You know the people are seeing. It's a spirit. It's a blessing. Money is blessing. That spirit goes and gathers that spirit and gives it to empower you to be able to operate physically. So the spirit of blessing is saying, no, I was assigned to my sister here, Mrs. H.K., but somebody is taking me to go and do that thing. No, this, the man doesn't want to go. He's no, he knows you are he's attached to you. Then he said, what? Surely. You get leg. Mercy get leg. Goodness get leg. But how is David saying, shall follow me all the days of my life? He didn't say I will collect them and carry them. He said they shall follow me. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and the righteous demand of it. And then what? Added. Added. Not you portioning them. Does that help you to understand now? For creation was subjected. And creation itself, he also will be delivered from the bondage of what? Please, read, go look at your Bible. Don't look at me again. Why didn't you study here? Hey. You are not the one following the Bible again. Yeah, look at what I've been saying. Read again, eh? Uh-huh. For what? Want to go? Mm-hmm. Creation will be set free from what? What your Bible say? Say it again loud. Slavery of decay. See, you say slavery of what? Decay. What the Bible say? What the Bible say? Can you talk loud, mommy? Talk loud. Subject to futility. What the Bible say? Eh? What do you all say? You are reading now. I read. Tons of. Uh huh. You see, this one said was condemned to lose his purpose. Wait. That's why it's good to read from different versions. Creation was made to lose his people. Is what? His sense of purpose. What made it to lose? Something happened. And you're warning God and say, God, where are you? God, do it for me. He has done it, but something is working against what God has ordained for you. You're begging for your nose. You're begging for your hairs. Say, so He has given me everything. From the bondage of corruption was made to lose his purpose. Uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because of his own will. Mm-hmm. That because God willed it to be so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the hope 
Mm -hmm. Now, creation itself mm -hmm. will one day be set free from its slavery to what? decay. To decay. Slavery to decay. And we share the glorious freedom of the children you of see, God. So the liberty or the, the, jo the joy of creation is the, the joy you command. Your liberty is their liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. That liberty is what will liberate them to serve the very purpose God has ordained them. You don't see why when your soul prospers, everything around you must necessarily prosper. So when you are asking for a blessing, ask yourself, are you prospering your spirit? Because you are a slave to a system and you are asking God to bless you. If God blesses you, that thing he's giving you, he see what? He's sponsoring what? The master you are serving. If I'm a slave, to this, this pillar. And this pillar is the Holy Spirit. God bless me. God bless me. God is not seeing you. He's seeing the master that controls you. Whatever he puts in you, you must necessarily submit to your master. And your master will tell you, use the money so to help this man here who needs money. He will ask you to use to go and do, sponsor his own program. Do you not see why sometimes Christians suffer a lot? It's as if their blessing is not coming. That's why when he gives you all things, he's meant to do what? To advance the cause of godliness. Prove to heaven that if God heaven gives you anything, it must be to advance the cause of godliness. Pray that prayer and wait for order on God. It will test you small in the little he's giving you. You'll be shocked how you will go. But many in their prosperity, they keep God. God becomes irrelevant. So now this bondage, this fertility that creation has found itself is waiting for your manifestation. It's waiting for you to begin to celebrate your liberty. Praise the Lord. So that is why I know that as you invest in your spiritual life to manifest the true spirit of sonship, which is the spirit of Christ, not the spirit of the flesh, you are already liberating your health, liberating your finances. You are liberating your destiny. You are liberating even the people under you, your children. They will enjoy the economy of the new spirit operating in your life. The Bible says the posterity of the righteous shall be delivered. You become like an umbrella. Jesus said, if your faith is like a mustard seed, when it's planted, it's the smallest of all the seeds, but when it grows, it becomes what? A big shrub and bears of the earth and can make their own place. Grow yourself from being a small seed to a big tree. Your liberty is the liberty of everything. If you liberate your spirit and be to work in the economy of the spirit of the Christ, Every other thing will be added. They will come following you. They will come following you. Even when you don't want it, it will come. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Are you blessed? Yes. Are you blessed? Yes. You have the spirit of the sonship. Jesus gave you his spirit when you were baptized. And he expects you to grow in that spirit. That spirit is the spirit of liberty. That's the spirit against fertility. That's the spirit against the spirit of corruption. That's the spirit against decay. That's the spirit that brings back the things God has ordained for you to come back to purpose. 
everything must work for your good in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know human beings are assigned to you? God has assigned human beings to be your helper. On account of this spirit, the devil will disorganize their purpose in your life. They come to you. Initially, they come to you to help you. As they see you, their purpose changes. How are you there? The reason why they have come to you will be truncated by this bit of frustrating. There are businesses you stumble into this way. God has ordained it for you. But because of the state of fertility and bondage, holding creation down, they will just come. The thing will just truncate that thing. And it's not coming to you from God. And the devil, who is the master of this crooked system, will use it to empower useless human beings who he can cow and use to promote his own advancement. He will empower them financially. So they can continue the course of godliness in society. They use the money to develop flesh lifestyles and all kinds of worldliness. That's why he said, before you have access to this, you must bow down to me. If you bow down to me, I will give you all this. But God is waiting for sons. Amen. Amen. God is raising sons who will not bow, who will come to their class in the realm of the spirit and know who they are and the spirit they possess and they were able to by fire, violence of faith, lay hold on what the devil has taken and rechannel the things that God has ordained for them to come back to purpose. And where do they do that? When you enter the realm of prayer, when you begin to pray, you are generating energy. The energy is spreading. You begin to decree prophetically. You make the word of God relevant to yourself in the realm of the spirit. As you do that, you are okay. Certain things the enemy has taken to begin to come back and channel towards you. That's why all things, good, bad, ugly, work it on so good for those who love God. If you abandon prayer, you lose your office. When you configure things to come your way, that's why Jesus said men ought to pray and to pray always. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shall say, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. If the Lord be my strength, who can be against me? The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom will I shrink from? When my enemy come against me to devour my flesh and my blood, it is they who stumbled and fell. This is why we pray. This is why we must know the word of God. This is where God is calling all of us. We are asking God for a car. God say, be a son. You are asking God for a child. God say, be a son. You are asking God for promotion. He said, wait for promotion. You have it already. Be a son. When Jesus grew for more than 17 years, after he was taken from the temple, nobody heard about him. He went as a waxing strong. He grew in his spirit. Waxed strong, full of wisdom. When he came and was baptized, I will go over and say, this is my beloved son, in whom my heart please Listen to him. Immediately, the Spirit led him. He went to the desert to have fast 40 days and 40 nights. When the enemy of opposition, the limiting forces, the spirit of vanity came and said, Ah, if you are the son of God, make this bread return to come of bread. He said, Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When the enemy engaged him, Conformed to his image. The same process Jesus was made. You too to be made like him. That's where we are the of God. This is the realm God is preparing to come into. This is where God is waiting for you. Wake up to this reality. Don't make yourself a vulnerable material in the hands of the forces 
Witchcraft is increasing every day. Our children are exposed to all manners of corruption, ranging from the internet to the, into the entertainment industry. All manners of seducing spirits, all manners of corrupting spirits are everywhere, loading themselves the hearts of our children, hearts of our youth, hearts of our parents, making parents to be so confused they don't even know what to do any longer. They are only to produce children. How they grow, they don't know. All they think is school and certificates. Where morally, they don't even know how to go about it. Spiritually, they don't even have it to even raise them. God wants us to come out of this realm. We must grow in this dimension. That's where God is waiting for you. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. Because you have raised us by your spirit to become sons and daughters, carrying the life, carrying the spirit of Jesus, to walk as sons in the glory that for them those to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Precious Father, let your hand come upon every man here right now. May your hand come upon every woman that is here right now. Oh, let me breathe your breath of life of everyone here that from this moment, they will never go back the same. There will be an inoculation, a new touch that will stir them up, that will make them to begin to work strong in their spirit, oh God. For you say that we can do nothing without you. Heavenly Father, King of glory, may your hand be stretched, O oh God. Raise your sons and daughters. Shepherd us by your spirit, O oh God. Precious Father, King of glory, dislodge every spirit of doubt. Dislodge every foul spirit. Dislodge every spirit holding anyone down here today. Father, King of glory, I rebuke every spirit of darkness. Every spirit of futility. Every spirit of corruption. Every bondage to fear. Every bondage to doubt. To ignorance. Anyone who is sick here, be healed right now. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. In your bones be healed. In your spirit be healed. In your body be healed. From the top of your head down to the sole of your feet. Every curse is broken. Every spell is destroyed. Family inherited bondage is broken, is broken, is broken. Just be quiet, just be quiet. Answer him in your heart right now. Every family inherited bondage. Whatever sacrifice that you made in the past, where the devil is capitalizing on it and is tormenting your life, frustrating your life, tormenting your career, tormenting your God-given destiny. At this hour, honor the sound of my voice. They are rendered faultless. They are rendered useless. Answer amen in your heart. Okay? Okay, okay. Oh, answer now with your feet. Let us pray. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, may your hand be straight right now. Into the pipe of all that are not here right now.
now you could not access by a year's loneliness. Accept the now in the name of Jesus. Whatever God has positioned and purpose for you, I have been truncated by the spirit of responsibility and vanity. I command that the combat will come. From this moment, sit down and pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let all the impossibilities that you have imagined in your heart and your life. Because since you walk out, all the doors are becoming impossible. I command them to open right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit of God. Bring upon your people. Establish the government of Jesus. Let all that Jesus has decreed upon their life come to pass. Let to be here again of testimony. There shall be fruitfulness. 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 Let there be light in the years of darkness. Let there be liberty in the years of bondage. Let there be favor in the regions of lack. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, pour out your life. Pour out your spirit upon all your sons and daughters. Let all that have been born in your life be made different to your own glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, you can see Jesus. For what you are to us, you have given us yourself to become the bread of our life. Any part of us that is hungry, any part of our soul that lacks the essence of life, even as we adore you here, feed the house of everyone here, feed the soul of everyone here. Stretch your hand to open, you can see Jesus as He ministers to you now Himself.